Welcome to the Taboo Podcast, hosted by me, Lexi D'Angelo, industry rule breaker, seven-figure moneymaker, and founder and head witch of the Taboo Institute. WTF is the taboo, you ask? It's the vortex of transformation that is experienced when people claim the magic of the taboo, woo, and Y-O-U. It's a way of being that invites you to question the status quo and dismantle the outdated hierarchical paradigms and structures that have been sucking your soul, and instead, follow the signs of your turn-on and true knowing to create fulfilling and sustainable success your way, aka without ever sacrificing your purpose, passions, and priorities in the process. After all, I'm a firm believer that true transformation happens when you're able to unapologetically claim and express your fullest, most multidimensional self. It's time to ditch the norm, embrace the provocative, and reach next levels of impact and income by invoking the taboo. Hello, podcast peeps. (laughs) I feel like I'm copying a Lexi one. Here I am, Vicky. Not Lexi, just to be clear. I'm running solo today. It's just you and me settling. This episode has been like on my to-do list for a very, very long time, maybe even a year. Let's be honest. The questions uh, that I would like to be answering inside of this uh, episode have been a collection of all those cues that students and community have asked me over a long amount of times that I've always said, I'm going to do a podcast episode on all of these, answering all of them for you. So there is definitely a a focus around the woo and a little bit of focus around me, like who am I, how did I come to be here inside of the taboo world, um, where did I come from before taboo was even my world. So I would really like you to take a breath with me, settle in. Let's arrive wherever you are at, wherever I'm at right now. Let's arrive and be together. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. So Q&A with Vicky. Where are we going to start? Let's look at these questions here. Oh man. Okay. There's some deep things. I think we'll start with what drew me to the Taboo Institute. The question is, or Lexi's world even, like Taboo wasn't even quite Taboo yet. So why did I come into this world when I did and maybe maybe what's happened since let's start there taboo okay before it even existed there was always Lexi there's always been Lexi Lexi has been um a human in my world that I have always felt a a connection to and it started when I discovered her on Periscope. Oh my gosh, all those years on Periscope. Maybe it was like 2015 or 16. It was a long time ago. At the time, I was a art student, student loans, <laughs> probably even accommodation loans. I was financially completely skint and I was immersed in my studies in art and design, loving it loving life. I did like side gigs as a marriage celebrant, not completely skinned. Like I could afford to pay for my part of the relationship and the family expenses, etc. I was a marriage celebrant and simultaneously I was a meditation movement somatic arts uh, facilitator as well. So when I came across Lexi, I didn't even like do Periscope. I 
I have no idea how this human being appeared in my world. But when Lexi did appear into my world, I felt activated. That's what Lexi does. She activates us. I felt like levels of self-belief rising up. I felt supported even though I this person didn't even know me. There was a connection that I felt there was an undeniable urge for me to reach out. And so I did. I signed up for whatever Periscope workshop she was running at the time. It was around December, like when like all Lexi's birthday activity was happening. Are any of you guys like familiar with these years that I'm talking about when Lexi would have like a unicorn on a stick and she would shake it and do a little dance? It's fucking hilarious. Who could not fall in love with that? Am I right? So I signed up to the workshops and randomly she like entered a, sent an email to her audience saying, I am creating this program. I'd love to show you the Google Doc, which is awesome. Like here's a behind the scenes and I'd love to have your feedback. So I'm a wordsmithing geek. I'm uh, not too familiar with Lexi's language, but I was familiar enough to know that this document was not necessarily Lexi's language. I'm an energy like hacker. So I know how to like detect energy when it's off, when it's not authentic. And I was very transparent and open with this person that I barely knew and said, Lexi, it doesn't sound like your voice. And she's like, huh, funny you picked up on that because I had a copy editor do that copy for me. It's not my words. And I'm like, yeah, nah, I can tell. Like, I'm so into you. I'm still so into Lexi. And this is not you. So from that moment forth, I declared my undeniable crush on Lexi and said, one day, one day, you and I are going to be walking through a park, sipping on green smoothies or marches or something like there is going to be a day where we meet. That day still hasn't like occurred, but I have my passport now. It had expired. My passport's rolling. I've looked at tickets to get to Lexi. It's going to happen soon, but this was like 2016. Anywho, <laughs> long story short, I've been in Lexi's world ever since in some way, shape or capacity. I enrolled in BizSpark, which was one of Lexi's first group business coaching programs. Am I right? Yeah. And during that time that I was inside of that program, Lexi believed in me like I've never believed in myself. I became even further activated. I became confident in what I was doing. I, I just needed that cheerleader who was always going to say, you've got this, you're incredible, even when you don't realize it. And at the time, I, I hadn't realized it. In fact, I was probably like at the bottom point of self-belief when I first met Lexi, because I feel like I was still recovering from uh, being a new mum, even though my boy would have been like, seven by that point. I feel like very early childhood years, I experienced depression, uh, even suicidal um, thoughts. I experienced a lot of identity crises, existential crisis. I experienced a lot of darkness. I definitely had a deep night, a deep dark night of the soul, 
when my boy was in early childhood years. So as a new mother, I found that experience incredible and very difficult at the same time. So Lexi believed in me. My wife believes in me. This whole time I've been like, I met G in 2008. So this human's always believed in me. And it just took that outside believer to help me really step into my potential. If anyone's ever worked with Lexi one-on-one, you would know, or even group capacity, Lexi activates. Lexi gives you this experience of really seeing your unique magic. So it's been a journey ever since, a journey of self-discovery, a journey of self-acceptance. So that's how I came into Lexi's world. Tabu came about two years ago and I'd actually removed myself from Lexi's marketing advertising world for for quite some time, uh, probably because my wife and I were going through a lot of um, health crises, actually, and I didn't even have Lexi on my radar. And one day I was like, what's that human doing? Where is Lexi up to these days? So I log into Instagram, which I was never a social media person. And there was this ad for, um, please apply to be our transformation guides. And I'm like, what, what is this sorcery? What? I applied and I'm like, I know it's been a while, Lexi, it's been a hot minute since we spoke, but here I am. And I'm up for it if you'll have me. And she had me. She said yes. So two years on. Two years on. So I started off as a transformation guide. uh, And then I rolled quickly into being a transformation guide director where I was looking after all the transformation guides. And then I rolled into teaching faculty. uh, So program development department. And now I've worked my way into the sales and marketing department. So wherever taboo is I've, I've got my paws on it. I've got my um, Misty Depsy paws on it. So that leads me into the next question. Mist and Depths, the realms. My primary realm is Mist and Depths, which is the dimension, I oh, like the emotional and the spiritual dimension. The Oracle, if you're curious about my taboo type, my innate taboo type, my hidden taboo type for all you taboo geeks out there is the Sovereign. So the question is... What have we got here? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> the realm of myths and depths. How difficult is it to learn how to perform the healing modalities in these realms? Like astral project, um, astral adventures and healing, Akasha field guidance. What else have we got there? EFT. Because the person who asked me this question said that they would be worried that they would struggle with that and be unable to, where's my picture here? I almost lost it. And be unable to, um, like, offer this modality at a skilled enough level. (laughs) I'm laughing because I don't feel like there ever is a skilled enough level, like, I am still, like, what, I started Miss and Depths training when I was 14. I'm still learning to master the craft. So proficiency with the emotional, spiritual dimensions. Let me just speak to that a little bit. Yes, we are always learning. 
the master is always going to wear the beginner's mind or the beginner's hat rather approach things with the beginner's mind can you ever feel skilled enough yes and no i feel more skilled now than what i did before and i think that's because as a misty depthy witch i tended to not understand what was really happening on a practical level so i would be like oh fuck, that was a cool session like whoa magic like how did that happen how did that even happen i kind of wouldn't know i didn't understand the anatomy of transformation and and the process that occurs naturally anyway so even though i could hold quote unquote hold space for it joe's gonna laugh at me because i'm like i i reckon i'm a fucking wicked like space holder but joe would be like well, what are you doing just holding space <laughs> I'm like, yeah, God damn it! I'm just, I'm holding space. Anywho, I knew that there was something that I was good at. I've been like ghost, like ghost busting since early days. Me and my dad used to do all like house clearings and ghost busting, like with love and like, not like with machines, right? There was a an element of confidence that I did have because of there was evidence. There was evidence from clients in the past for years and years and years. I was like, <laughs> I was like working energy loops and, and doing all the telepathic, clairvoyant, clear audience, clear sentient, clear cognizant, whatever, all the things um, from the age of 14. But I continued to have careers that allowed me to like make money from that stuff as well whether i was a beauty therapist uh, which is an esthetician right a massage therapist reiki practitioner reflexologist like card reader tarot card reader like whatever it was it always gave me this opportunity to harness those skills so confidence is what i had based on evidence i'm like shit this really works huh i'm really good at this what the fuck am i doing <laughs> And I would have a proven strategy, like quote unquote proven strategy that worked for me, but I wasn't able to like really analyze it and make sense of it. So, which is a very misty depthy trait, by the way, it's like, oh, yes, I can do the thing, but I don't know how I do it. It's just magic. So did I ever feel skilled enough? Not until I did my Taboo certification. Not until I learnt how the process unfolded naturally, what people need, how people communicate, what their learning styles are, how to structure a space, a container, how to um, make sure that that is a safe and productive and creative and collaborative container. My confidence and definitely my competence, even though I was fucking good at what I was doing. Lexi's always said I've been the best kept secret and she was delighted that she knew about me. <laughs> All my clients would be like, I can't believe I found you. You're like the best kept secret. I was tired of being the best kept secret. It felt limiting for me. And that's why I said like, transformation guide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. I'm in because I want to have more impact. I want to be able to reach more people. I want to be able to have these conversations that we're having now. If you fear that you would struggle to facilitate a 
either an emotional, emotionally charged situation or a, a situation that involves um, spiritual or esoteric concepts. If you doubt whether you could intuitively um, facilitate an experience for people, know that you might not ever feel ready and I encourage you to start practicing anyway. Find the evidence, look for the magic proof. Eventually you'll have enough of it to convince yourself that this magic works. There is something in this. And if you would like to understand that, join us in the certification program, please. Like level one or level one and two, like get that knowledge on board sooner than later. Even if you consider yourself an experienced, seasoned, advanced coach practitioner, um, grab what is available here inside of the certification because there is something here that just makes sense. Even if you don't think you want to understand and make sense of it, when you do, your confidence and competence skyrockets. And therefore, so does the ability to be prosperous from that as well. There's a level of self-belief that I feel needs to be like in place in order for us to really allow prosperity and abundance to come into our lives and our bank accounts. So, oh, that was a good question. Um, next question. What is your favorite way of tapping into each of the realms? How do they show up in your daily magic? Okay, let's start with Miss and Debs. Um, favorite way of tapping into the realms. I mean, talking to my, all my aspects of self, talking to, um, all my helpful beings on the other side or the unseen beings, whether that's like all the inter interdimensional beings of myself, my higher self, my soul, whether that is cosmic crew, uh, whether that is archetypal energies, like I tap into the quantum field. I tap into the quantum field and I'm like, hey, who's up for a cup of tea? Who's up for a chat? And by the way, when I say all my selves, interdimensional selves, I'm like all my selves that exist simultaneously at the same time as me. How do I tap into that? Yeah, I just communicate. And, you know, I've been probably been doing this since before I was 14, since I was born. That's my favorite way to tap into Miss and Depths. Like spiritual connection is it. And that doesn't even feel like much of a ritual these days. It's just like, hey, you're up for a chat. What are we going to nut out? Let's talk about it. It's very practical, actually. So that shows up in like alignment, understanding self, knowing um, what next steps to take, um, uh, coaching myself or having all of all of my crew coaching me, supporting me. There is like always supportive conversations going on in my head, which is helpful because there is that ego aspect of me and all the shadow archetypes of me that like to beat me down. And, um, oh, that was quite a big metaphor, wasn't it? I even like used my hand in my fist. If you were seeing the video right now, you would see like, like I undermine myself. I can sometimes be my harshest critic. I, I second guess myself. So thankfully I have those conversations that like, support me through all of that um wind and chaos uh how do i tap into that <laughs> 
all the envisioning. I'm a visionary, so I love to see opportunities that are available. I love to look at probabilities and possibilities, especially out in the quantum field. I'm like, so there's that trajectory, right? Like I'm a total chronomapper, by the way. Now, if I went down that track, then that would happen. And what's the probability of blah, 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 blah? It's like wind and chaos. I love exploring. I love investigating. Um, I love discovering new things and, and connecting dots. So that's how I love to tap into wind and chaos, which is the mental mindset dimension. Um, how does it show up? Lots of creativity, lots of communication, lots of foresight. Um, big dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Let's go to flame and expression. How do I love tapping into flame and expression? Oh, just hopping on a call with Lexi. Like she's my flame and expression like fix. Uh, she'd possibly say the same for me when she hops on a call with me and Joe. She like gets that fix. Like, oh, you guys are my, my energy that it doesn't necessarily come naturally. Now flame and expression is not my forgotten realm at all, but it's definitely the thing that I just don't think about too often. So how do I tap into that? Mm. when I'm with my wife actually um G is a very animated character G has this way of being like the zest for life that inspires me and activates me and challenges me um yeah that's how I like tapping into flame expression via my relationships and the people around me who I see myself as when I'm with those people which is very flamey Okay, how does that show up? Connections, um, passion, um, inspiration, activation. Lastly, matter and knowing. How do I tap into this? My animals, I've got two cats, two dogs. It's my dogs primarily. Um, I also have Virgo moon and that really helps me to ground into my earthly domestic life. So I'm not like so fucking out there. For those of you who are questioning, um, Aquarius sun and rising. So like out there, absolutely out there. Sorry about all the sound effects. Um, I ground in by being domesticated. <laughs> I'm very house proud. We have an old, um, old, old home. I think she was born in 1909. Yeah, really old home. And we've renovated it over the years. And I create spaces. I create sacred rituals. I, I make magic happen in the mundane. Like I nearly said assets. Yes, the mundane assets of life, you know, like. There is the sink where I do the dishes and it's a whole fucking thing. <laughs> I put on the laundry and I hang it out and I bring it in. I tend to my family. I'm the, I'm the domesticated, uh, do I say matriarch of the family? No, I'm definitely the mother hubbard of the family anyway. So, and my son is my son, not my son, astrological son, my son, human son. And has Virgo sun, <laughs> Virgo sun, astrological sun. Are you following? I'm following. So it really helps him to have a domesticated mother who loves to create those spaces and, and the organization and the flow and have things be where they're meant to be. And, and, and my wife is going, yeah, right. Like we always see things where they're meant to be. I do my best. 
So that's how I tap into matter and knowing. Um, how does that show up in my daily life? Well, that goes into all the work that I do for Tapu. Um, click up task lists. That looks like um, organization of like my work that I do. How does that show up in my daily magic? How does that also show up? I guess I don't lose my mind. It nurtures my family. It nurtures my home. Um, our home has got a very distinct feel. It's harmony. It is openness. It is transparency. So that's how my manner and knowing shows up for me, practically, physically speaking. Which, by the way, physically speaking, if I'm looking at matter and knowing, it's all about somatics and looking after my nervous system. So my home and family life definitely does that. Wow, cool. I've actually answered another question here. How do you ignore what others are doing and stay in your lane knowing what you do best? It's actually by tapping into the realms on the daily and tapping into um, all those parts of me. That's how I stay in my lane, remembering who I am by communicating with myself, by really putting the relationship that I have with myself first and then allowing my relationships to reflect back to me what I might not see or what I might deny or avoid or suppress or not accept. Yeah. One more and then I'm going to um, wrap our conversation up. Mm -mm -mm. What are your go-tos when your energy feels off and you want to get back into that abundant mindset? Um, mm, requesting support. I let people know I'm an outward processor. I let people know when I'm not feeling myself. And I ask them to simply be with me in that without having to fix it uh, or to share a perspective on it. If I feel off, being witnessed can sometimes be the quote-unquote medicine. Now, that can turn into wanting external validation. So I have to like dance with that and, and kind of, I don't know, check myself before I wreck myself. <laughs> check myself. Like, am I wanting to share this because I need validation that it's going to be okay or that I'm doing enough? Or am I sharing this because it's really important for me to, um, to relate. That's how I, that's how I roll. So what else can I do? If my energy feels off, I'll walk the dogs. Um, I will cuddle the cats. I will snuggle into my wife, which is not my modus operandi. Cause I'm, I'm, I don't know, double Aquarian, rising sun. I tend to guess, I guess be a little bit aloof with, um, physical intimacy, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's just a story that I'm making up in my head. I will snuggle in. Like when I'm in premenstrual mode, I'll be like, mm, when I turn into this like little cuddle monster. When I want to get back into the abundance mindset specifically, I will look at everything that I have created in my world on a physical level. Because when I'm feeling 
in scarcity, when I'm feeling like, oh, fuck, the money's running out, when I feel like, which is like all like stories as well, when I feel like there is not enough provisions or like rations, um, if I feel like I'm not contributing financially the way I need to, I'm like, looking off into the corner because I'm like, fuck, this hasn't happened in a really long while. Like I've been wealthy in my mindset for quite a while now consistently, but moving back into how do I align to that abundance mindset if I'm off it? Yeah. Looking around. It's like, wow, I have, I have a home. I have a family that have everything they need. We can eat well now. I can put petrol on my car because there were days when I couldn't do that. There were days where I was in the car park thinking, fuck, I've just got dinner for the family's groceries for tonight. And how am I going to get my car home? I have no fuel in my car. Like, like I know what that feels like. I know what it's like to be out of funds and not feel provided for. So abundant mindset. Um, how have I consistently sustained that, I think, is where I want to take that question. Um, mm, gratitude. Allowing myself to be successful, allowing myself to receive abundance. I think when I, like the self-fulfilling prophecy, like all the, all the learnings and the embodied knowledge, all the embodiment, all the practice of the work that I've learned as a transformational arts practitioner, that's how I've been able to sustain an abundant mindset. Mm -hmm. I know energetic strategy, like alignment strategies. I know the, the knowledge of it. I wasn't always able to apply that to my own life. It wasn't until... I really discovered how to allow abundance to circulate through my being and my bank account that I've been able to sustain it. Speaking about abundance and allowing ourselves to one, be all that we are, all of them. To allow ourselves to receive the gifts of simply being us and have the world reflect that. When it comes to receiving and allowing abundance, Rich Witch, you've heard Lexi talking about this if you've been listening into the episodes so far uh, or recently in the last couple of weeks anyway. Rich Witch is a six-week immersive experience that Lexi and I are co-facilitating and actually co-creating with its participants, all of them. If you want to learn about your own relationship to self and all that you are, we invite you to join us. If you want to allow abundance more than you ever have thought was possible before, please join us. If there is a part of you that feels like 
the world's not ready for it yet or you're going to be too much out there woo um hopefully i'm a possibility portal of like fucking out there anyway like please be out in the world and all of you all of them if you want to be more unapologetically out there authentically you even if no one's watching like if it doesn't have to be about visibility this doesn't have to be about business and like getting the the audiences to see you and signing up for whatever it is that you are offering if you simply want to be all of you in world and have your external world meet that with a smile or a grudge and be okay with that join us in rich witch if you have any questions about this experience that is not just co-creative um but deliberately planned out with certain topics that we want to explore we have certain gateways that we want to open and enter into together as a group and as individuals if you want to learn about those gateways and what you might be able to experience within them please reach out to Lexi and I on Instagram uh, Tabwoo Institute and we can have those conversations just you and me or just you me and Lexi might be a three-way if you roll with that we're up for three ways <laughs> Or just me or Lexi. Like, let us know what it is that you are curious about. Maybe also let us know in listening to this episode what you may have been thinking or yearning or sensing within your own being what's rising up for you. We can have that conversation as well. Any conversation you want to have about all the things, we are so up for it. Thank you for listening. I love you. We love you. Tabwoo is here to support you always in whichever way that might be, even if it's just in your earbud right now. Okay. Take care and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed hanging out with me as much as I enjoyed recording this for you. And it would just mean the absolute world to me if you could go ahead and hit subscribe. And also, oh my gosh, you'd be the best ever if you could leave a review saying what you love most about this show. And of course, feel free to share this with your biz besties, your mom, your dog, anyone who you think would benefit from popping their earbuds in and taking a little listen. I appreciate you so, so much. And if you want to come and hang out with me on the interwebs, do some stalking, do some creeping, then you can find me at Lexi D'Angelo on Instagram, L-E-X-I-D-A-N-G-E-L-O. And also on Facebook, you can find me facebook.com forward slash the Lexi D'Angelo. Have an amazing rest of your day and I will see you next time.